Sun Mulani Kamalamu Kumbuza Tele. Elami Utumile Tele. And this is a Mami Me podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah, we're glad that you guys have stopped by again. We hope that you will enjoy this episode and we hope you've been enjoying the episodes that we have been releasing over the last couple of weeks. We are going to be speeding up the process. Um, in terms of the releases, as in we'll be releasing every week at some point. But for now, make sure that you catch our episodes that drop every second Tuesday. You can also follow us on Instagram at Mommy Nami with a double I at the end to get updates on when the next episode will be. And a little bits of like sneak peeks. No rocks. No rocks. <laughs> that complement the show and what we talk about here. <laughs> yeah. As you already know, or if you don't know, let me tell you on this podcast, we chat about purpose, power, and principles. That's very broad. We go into economics. We go into kingdom talk, spirituality. We go into who we are as people, as Africans, our identity. And today, we're going to whatever we feel like. <laughs> yeah, whatever, literally whatever. <laughs> Y'all can see PR watch at the side. Okay, anything goes. But today, we thought we'd just have have a bit more of a lighter chat, not knowing us, it'll get a bit deep, but <laughs> the intention is for us to be alive. We're chatting about things that we wish we knew when we were a certain age. So I'll do one, you do one. What's your first one? You know what, Kumbuza, for me, I think at 40, I wish I had, I knew more the kingdom versus, so I call it kingdom freedom versus religious slavery. Mm. I think at 40, I was still thinking I need to work hard, you know, to find God versus what I know now. Just living in your truth. That I'm just living in my truth and God is my father, my source, and that I'm just part of, of God's country and I don't need to be religious at all. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And, and it's just brought so much freedom, mm. just taking off that burden, you know, of just always being busy, trying so hard to be goody tissues for God and to find out that that's not what God is trying. That's not what God wants us to be. You know that whole story of the of the prodigal son that comes home mm. and says, oh, if only I can just be a servant. So I've gotten out of the whole mode of working for God mm. to just being a son. Being a, a son, by the way, is offspring. It's not yeah. gender sensitive. Yeah. And just being a child of my father, mm. you know, not always trying to scrub the floors in the house because I'm trying to impress him. Yeah. Even there's aunt. I'm saying, hey, aunt, yeah, because I'm not scrubbing. I'm just like, now I'm sitting in the couch and watching telly with my daddy yeah. and it feels so much better. Okay. Okay, that's a good one. I think my number two would be, I wish I knew that people's perceptions change all the time. So being hung up on this person thinks that, these people think that it really doesn't serve you at all because when they change, they also don't really even remember. So I think when I was 15, you know, you're going through adolescence, you're you're dealing with hormones. And I think a lot of what I, a lot of how I saw myself was based on other people's perceptions. And I was always very clear that I see myself differently, but I was always hung up on what other people see. So for example, with beauty, I remember I would always say, I literally, I like what I see in the mirror. 
But I know you guys already think I'm pretty, so I guess I'm just not that beautiful. You know what I mean? Because that's that's the world's perception in my in my in my view at the time. And then fast track a couple of years later, the perception changed, and suddenly people started viewing me differently and and expressing that. And it was almost a shock when that happened because it was like I was focusing so much on what other people's views were of me when I knew what I was the whole time. And in my eyes, I never changed. It's just the people's perceptions that changed. So I wish I knew that people's perceptions will always change. And I think even now in the age that I'm at, you know, you can change a perception. But without even having to change someone's perception, people are just, they 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 move. They move with the wind. You know, the world is always changing its views and saying one thing and then changing and saying actually no this so really just being focused on what you believe and sticking with that and what god says especially the little asterisks that i'll put on that is i wish i focused more on what how god views me when i was when i was 15 rather than the world wow and i think my one was is going to come off that one I wish I didn't have the need to try convince people of my perspective. Mm. I think now I feel better like that. I feel better that I don't need to convince anyone. Back then, you try and make people, you you think you're so right, you need to make other people believe what you believe. Mm. Now, I don't have that burden. Mm. It's like I'm fine believing what I believe, and you find believing what you believe. Yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. And let's have respect for each other like that. You know, it's amazing because especially from a religion point of view, we can get our backs up so much because people have a different belief system. And yet we know that Christ actually was able to interact and move with people with different belief systems Without friction, you know, like they say a lot of wars have come out of religious beliefs up until people have wars. Mm. Christ didn't do that. You know, there were places, you know, I think in being 50-something, there's places where I just am quiet and I can leave with, with you never knowing what I believe. I just listened to you. I chatted to you. In fact, I had that experience this morning in an Uber that I rode in. And in fact, the guy had a certain belief, which is different to what I believe. And instead of telling him about what I believe, I just asked him about his belief. I said, I see you follow this particular belief system. Why do you guys do A, B, and C? And he went into long. And I said, wow, that's interesting. I never realized that's why, you know, you guys believe A, B, and C. And we left it at that. Mm. Yeah, and I think I can resonate with that. I can even use that as one of the things that I wish I knew when I was 15. Because I think back then, I thought that in order to be seen... I needed to be heard. And so, you know, what you're saying about just as I'm growing older, I'm I'm really falling in love with silence like so much as I get older because one, it just, it's less tiring to try and convince people (laughs) of of your opinions. And I think, you know, we all get to opinions differently. We all get to our beliefs in different ways. So trying to get someone in your way it just it's it it leaves you upset sometimes, you know. But also just the 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 peace, like you're saying, and just 
listening and just hearing what the other person has to say and just, you know, being able to actually process because when you are always trying to speak, you're thinking of the next thing, you know, you're not processing what is being said. And, and I mean, I think sometimes I take it to the extreme. I take like three to five working days to process certain things, but it is, it's, it's an extension of that, of just mm-hmm. learning that. Let me just sit back. I still have a long way more to go though. Mm. <laughs> I'm still trying to, <laughs> and then I'm like, keep quiet. Yeah. But I still have a long way to go, but it's a good feeling to know that. Yeah, and just let the other person also feel good. Another thing I wish I knew when I was 15, life is a baller. <laughs> In fact, <laughs> I wish, I'm going to switch it up a little bit, I wish you told me that life is a baller because at a 15 a baller <laughs> a baller a baller <laughs> okay. a baller okay. it's just it's always spinning it's okay. always around in town okay <laughs> <laughs> so life is a baller in the sense that literally i don't you i really i maintain this mom i love you i love you babe and you did everything you could do everything to babe. prepare me for where i am right now <laughs> But you did not tell me early enough that it was going to be this swile. <laughs> Swilling. <laughs> like, so I wish, I wish, I'm changing it not from, I'm changing it from what I wish I knew when I was 15 to what I wish you told me when I was 15. <laughs> because I really, life just made sense when I was 15. The issues that I had were big to me <laughs> at the time, but life just made sense. Things just worked, you know? I just got up and I got to school somehow to, <laughs> in the morning, you know? When I was hungry, there was just food around, you know? And I am speaking about privilege, but also just besides privilege, just, you know, the awareness <laughs> of how those things come to happen. You know, I would see you going to, when I was 15, you know, like I said, I had just started doing this college. You go to the chamber and you go, you work, whatever. I come to the chamber, I see you doing things. I'm like, yo, let's go, let's go. It's time, time, time for home. <laughs> home time, because it's after school for me. She's still working. Now I'm, now I'm like, this is what you were doing. This is what you were going through. You were literally sitting with your child. You had to go pick up your child from school, bring them to work because your pres- the pressure was so hectic that you actually can't take this person home right now. You need to finish this thing. At the same time, you need to also like have a positive attitude and not ruin this child's perception of, you know, or their upbringing by just being a Grinch or whatever. But by being also just a human being that's just, dealing with the emotions of the day and then it's the night. And I mean, I'm probably easier than having to now also go home to your husband and <laughs> cook and, you know, do all of that. Like, I wish I knew how much work it takes to build a functional life. Yeah, no one can ever tell you. No one told us. Remember, I said my first rude awakening of the fact that I had grown up was buying toilet, toilet paper. paper. <laughs> <laughs> so the same thing. I thought toilets came with toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, food was just there. Yeah. So yeah, these are the things of, you know, it's called growing pains. No one can ever do those for you and tell you enough for no, you. No, you can't go through the pains for me, but like you couldn't have said something more then. Well, I think the best is you 
in the deep end where you are observing you know that's that's how life works no one tells you until yeah. you have to walk it out and etc i mean imagine if we were to say that to god god i wish you had told me it's gonna get like this like yeah. hey listen just keep living it's gonna get so like one up and so one up and i'm there i'm with you all yeah. the days of your life <laughs> yo, 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 yeah i know when i was 15 i was so so oblivious to how much hard work really goes like for me hard relationships and then yeah for me hard work when i was 15 was getting up in time to get to like netball netball practice practice. (laughs) absolutely that was hard work that's like that was the most determination i ever needed and i guess passing maths as well like you know just two just two difficulties in my life otherwise you are just concerned with organizing your social life (laughs) (laughs) going to rugby games yeah well you never let me but anyway Uh, how you always went on weekends Mom. You did. Mom. No, seriously. You know what? We'll have this conversation. That's why we brought not. you back from boarding school because all you were doing is coming home with a, f- a flood of girls and going to rugby games. That's why you're which academics. School? Which at, school? When you were at St. Mary's. No, that's which school all you did I go? Whose rugby games was I watching? At King's Park. You were going to that uh, Sharks. Yes. Oh, I thought you meant high school boys. No. I no. couldn't go to those. Why couldn't you? You guys didn't let me. I saw that. That's because... Yeah, no, Sharks rugby. Yeah, that was Imagine that was you were going to, to the Sharks rugby. Scholars, bring. <laughs> <laughs> you see. <laughs> when? <laughs> so I, I, yeah, I was living in Scholars. <laughs> I was thinking about how I'm going to get my tickets. Exactly. I was thinking about how we're going to get some drinks maybe a little bit later but not be smelt by mom yeah that's that was those were the challenges in my life and now i'm like wow i actually have to put in so much effort just just to survive you're an adult now my darling wow you, you enjoyed your Why, young days wow. you didn't have to have all these abilities are you okay calvin <laughs> calvin's going through a lot from this conversation <laughs> What did she say? About the toilet. Uh, <laughs> oh, the toilet. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. So one last thing maybe before yeah. we wrap up. For me, Kumbu, is the following. Now this is going to get deep. I wish I knew at 40 God's order mm-hmm. of things, you know, more clearly. For example, the fact that, you know, fathers... The whole thing of fathers, you know, for example, so I wish I knew that fathers and husbands provided covering and authority for their children and wives. And that is how, or one of the ways that would have made me more in line with God's authority so that I can operate more effectively in the earth. So I think I op- I operated with more drudgery and, you know, like I was walking through like heavy mud instead of just running through if I had this alignment Mm -hmm. and instead what I kind of thought was I had received other teachings of people that wanted to abuse that and say I need to be a covering over you you need to submit to me etc Gandhi one covering that I had was just in my father before I got married and then my husband when I was married and if that's in line, then it, it allows God to be able to then 
I'm in line with God. You know, for example, there's a scripture that says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Because when you submit it to God, you're in the right alignment, and then you, you resist the devil and he will flee from you. It's like a child that's out there, a street child. They, and they, they're not submitted to their family structure, so they're not accessing everything at home mm. until that child just comes home, submits to the parents, and then suddenly they have access to the fridge, to the warm bath, to everything that comes with the home. So I wish I had a better understanding of those things outside of an, uh, sometimes a very abusive religious system where you've got men and women calling themselves sometimes pastors lording authority over you that is ineffective in in putting you in right standing with God so that you are now able to access the whole kingdom of God mm. like a child accessing their father's home. Mm. <laughs> Deep. Yeah. But yeah, I wish I knew that because now I know that, for example, family is instituted by God it's one of the most important order or protocol or hierarchies or whatever that actually, that's why there's a, there's a command that says honor your father and mother because suddenly there's a right standing that comes with that so that your days will be long in the earth for you to accomplish that which God has put you on the earth for. Mm. Just that mm. creates an alignment mm. that actually releases so much blessing. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And that is what we wish we knew 10 years ago from me and mommy on here on the Mommy and Me podcast. Stay blessed. Love you, girl.